You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition, the latest edition of Tunnel Vision, a live show brought to you by USCFootball.com. A little chaos and stuff going on on the show today, but we got a regular group of hosts. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Abraham. Uh, in studio with me is Nicole Sheeran. Uh, she's here, too. We got Shotgun on the East Coast in his home as normal, joining remotely. And normally, right next to me would be Chris Trevino, but he is remote and he is and an undisclosed location at a tattoo parlor because tonight on the show, you're going to see Chris Trevino get his 10K tattoo, little bet he made with the Twitter followers to go from 9,000 to 10,000 followers. Happened really quickly. He now said, okay, if I get the 10,000 followers, I'm going to get a tattoo. And we're doing it tonight live on Total Vision. Oh, yes. Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. I, you guys just need to hear him talking about my hairy legs. You guys didn't need to hear that on the show. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, so so Chris is – so obviously we're going to do the show with Chris lying down, uh, talking about uh, the preparation of getting tattooed. Chris, do you want to kind of prep – we're going to get to the show stuff. There's a lot of stuff we have to talk about. But, Chris, you want to give everyone a kind of a, a rundown of where you are and what's going on? I'm at Inkspire. Inkspire. No S. Inkspire. Inkpire. Sorry. I'm already messing up. Inkpire in Northridge, California. My guy Randy here, Chats Randy, chats by Cranky, that's two E's at the end for Instagram. He's hooking me up, it's his day off, so shout out to him for coming on his day off to uh, put me through some pain. And then also shout out to Trojan Ombre 818 who, boy right there. he, Parastyle member, hit me up, he's the one who kind of got this ball rolling to get this done, so shout out to him. Um, so yeah, we're about to... Just setting it up, get the stencil on, and I can feel it. Oh, God. This is really setting it. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So I was trying to get – I don't think we're going to do – we're not going to do live calls today. Uh, we won't put your comments up on the screen, but we will do questions and stuff uh, after the show. I couldn't get the Tyler Live thing working, but it's behind the scenes. You guys don't need to know that. Today, i uh, got, got some recruiting news to talk about. USC picked up a, a defensive back commitment for the class of 2023. Christian Pierce, we'll talk about him. Um, Eric Gentry. Uh, the freshman All-American linebacker from uh, Arizona State. Uh, he's going to be a Trojan now. So that's a pretty big pickup for the Trojans. And uh, the NFL draft was over the weekend. I was actually in Las Vegas uh, for that. And uh, three Trojans were selected. So we'll talk about those guys. And Jordan Addison. Ryan, don't mean to cut you off. Don't yeah. mean to cut you off. I got to go check the stencil, make sure it looks right. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. Priorities. I got to make sure it looks right. Priorities. Right, I'm sorry. His stencil for his <laughs> tattoo. Uh, we're going to talk about Jordan Addison a little bit, the uh, Pitt 
Bolitnikov award-winning wide receiver who, as of tonight, tonight's the deadline for the transfer portal. He could be entering the transfer portal, and there's all these rumors about USC. So we'll kind of get to all that stuff um, first. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Eric Gentry? That was some big news over the weekend. I don't, Shaka, I don't remember if we mentioned him last week on the show, but Arizona State's sort of been a sinking ship. Uh, you know, a bunch of coaches had to leave. He was a, he's a tall, lanky um, linebacker that kind of has to, you know, probably grow into his body. He's like six foot six, um, had some pretty good production uh, last year. And he's a Trojan. I think we got to pick, yeah, we got to cool some, he put a couple of cool social media pictures up there, LA stuff. Uh, Shot, Shotty, any thoughts on uh, Gentry? Yeah, you know, he's a guy that has some positional versatility. He's going to be able to come off the edge a little bit, but he also drops in coverage. You think 6'6", and you think, hey, he's definitely going to be an edge rusher, a guy that comes off the edge. Uh, But he's a guy that can drop into coverage. He's actually more of a traditional linebacker than just a guy that's a, a rush end. Um, even though he has that that big frame at six foot six, he's got to he's got to add some weight to that frame still. That's something that he's still working on. Uh, but a freshman All American, you're bringing in a guy that was the highest rated linebacker in the transfer portal in our 24 seven sports rankings. So you know that's a big pickup for USC. Where exactly is he going to fit? What exactly are they going to try to do with him? That's still to be determined, I think. And maybe Chris can can chime in a little bit on that because I know that Gerard has talked a lot about uh, Eric Gentry, um, you know, before he even went into the portal and the, the potential of him landing at USC. Um, but a big pickup for USC to help out, you know, once again, adding to that depth, that linebacker, which, you know, has been pretty thin, was pretty thin this spring. Yeah. Chris, are you hearing any of this? Can you you want to comment, or are you like too worried about uh, about to get a needle stuck on you? It's 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 happening right now. Oh, so is it stenciling or like tattooing? He's getting he's getting the stencil in right now. We're okay, going, cool. The stencils, he's stenciling it out right now. Uh, perfect. Well, any thoughts? Oh, the outline, the outline on Eric Gentry uh, for USC. Yeah, it's a, it's a great pickup. Helps with three issues with depth. Help fill that linebacker room out. Talent, obviously, you need more talent in that room. And then he's a capable guy who can come in and dart right away, uh, compete for that starting job with uh, alongside uh, Shane Lee, uh, push Raylan Goforth a little bit, push Rajon Davis a little bit right now at that backup spot. I can't really talk right now. It's really hard with this. <laughs> this is harder than I thought it was going to be. So I'm be quick in and out. Okay. Um, all right. So that what we heard from Lincoln Riley was that USC was going to add double-digit players to the transfer portal. Like I mentioned earlier, tonight is the night. Uh, this is the last night you can put your name into the transfer portal. If you do it tomorrow, you can still transfer, but you will not be eligible to play in the 2022 season. So uh, to my knowledge, guys, we haven't seen any USC players that we didn't already know were in the transfer portal go into the portal following spring yeah, we- football. Which is a little bit surprising to me. I thought that there might be a couple guys, uh, you know, that were kind of on trial periods uh, with the new coaching staff. And, you know, they met with them after the, the spring camp and said, you know, this is how much playing time we think you'll get. This is where we think you sit. Maybe it's best for you to look elsewhere. And we haven't heard of any names coming through. Now, you have to inform your team by today or inform your school so there's still a i think a little bit of a window where the school has has a certain amount of time to then actually input it into the system yeah so maybe we see a couple tomorrow or you know um you know just going forward a couple of transfers not just necessarily usc but i'm a little bit surprised that we haven't seen any usc guys especially when you look at the numbers 
you know, it looked like USC might need a couple of guys to, you know, they might have to open a couple spots up if they want to get to that actual double-digit number that Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, and some of the other coaches talked about um, at the end of the spring camp of what wanting to add during the offseason. Yeah, and I, my count right now, and there could be some guys that are in the portal or going to retire or whatever uh, for different reasons. I have them at 77, so that would – you could only add eight and you get to 85, but that still would be a significant number of players added. So uh, it's going to be crazy the next couple of weeks. That's probably what this show is going to be focusing around. Whoever transfers into the program, uh, we got to talk about Bryson Shaw last week, I believe it was, um, Eric Gentry this week. And who knows, maybe next week we we'll, could be talking about Jordan Addison. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, the uh, Blitnikoff winning wide receiver at Pitt. Guess who's the quarterback at Pitt, or potentially the quarterback at Pitt? Keaton Slovis, transfers from USC. Uh, he had some tweets. So let me pull up. It had um, He tweeted something. Uh, four months until September 1st, the Pitt Panthers will be ready with the hashtag WeNotMe. And uh, it sounded like he, a couple of his tweets almost sounded like he was taking a shot at Addison, that he would go in there. Uh, there was a lot of craziness. I think it was Pete Thamel reported. Um, that, you know, they were in talks with Lincoln Riley and Pat Narduzzi, the pit coach, wasn't real happy. Uh, according to uh, family says, a source told ESPN that pit coach Pat Narduzzi caught wind of USC as a potential destination and called Trojans coach Lincoln Riley multiple times on Friday to express his displeasure. Uh, Pete, uh, pit officials suspect that tampering could have occurred. Uh, suspect that that. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a this is an interesting one. It'd be hard to find a like. You're gonna bring it. You've already brought in three wide receivers out of the transfer portal. If you had to pick anybody that you were gonna bring in, like the guy that won the Bolitnikov is probably a pretty good choice. Um, you know, from last year, and certainly would you know change the dynamic of that wide receiver uh, recruiting room. So uh, we don't know. And he's still, as of now, we haven't heard of his name going in the portal. At least the last I checked. Um, like I said, it could be happening in the next, you know, in, in the next minutes or hours. Uh, and like Shaka mentioned, you have to notify the school. I think compliance department is the one that they put his name into the portal. It doesn't have to happen like tonight. Um, but Chris, well, I don't know. We'll see where you are and any thoughts on Jordan Addison because I want to see some facial expressions. I can't really see you, which is unfortunate. I should have a monitor up. But <laughs> I swear this entire time I'm just staring at Chris. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. You're lucky. So any thoughts on uh, Jordan Addison, Chris? You mean argue? you could argue that I think the argument is easy to make that he would be the biggest transfer pickup for USC outside of Caleb Williams. And obviously that's a big uh, weapon for him in this offense. If that, that comes true, you know, the Blitnikoff winner, any chance you can get a guy of that caliber, that's a five-star transfer portal target all day, every day. And for USC to pull two of those guys along with Caleb Williams and uh, potentially Addison, if, you know, as we expect that is going to be official within the next probably 24 to 48 hours, given that little window, as multiple people have reported that he's expected that he has filed the paperwork, but also can't bury the lead. He is a DMV prospect. He is a guy out of Frederick, <laughs> Maryland. What? You, you think I'm not going to make a DMV reference? I'm in a lot of pain right now. I got to say, I got to talk about something that makes me happy. So another DMV guy, I believe that would make him the fifth guy on the fifth guy on the roster uh, from, from the area. So yeah, just uh, just get off me. Just go to just go to shotgun. It's it's. You seem a little distracted right now. Can you give us a? I seem a little distracted. Uh, can you give us an update on what's going on? Are, are there, I, the, I can't see. I have no. I have no idea what's happening. All right. So still stenciling, probably. I, I think the stenciling is still happening. Okay. 
If you're not a lot of pain, it's probably. Oh, the he's best about way. to go in right now. No, oh, he's already filling in, and this guy's a. This guy's a monster. Wow. So <laughs> you're like you're oh actually gosh. being tattooed right now. Yeah, we're actually being tattooed. You thought I was just. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like uh, the, the the process of needle ink, like that's happening right now. Yeah. This is, wow. I mean, he can't see. I don't yeah, know yeah, if Tyson can see. He's he's getting in there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Uh, tunnel vision first. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shani, any thoughts on Addison before we move on to the next topic and see more tattooing happening? The the big thing is um, the connection and the reason why USC has come up and the most likely reasoning there is that, just like Chris mentioned, he is a DMV prospect. He is friends with Caleb Williams. He does look at it and go, hmm. I lost my quarterback that was just a first-round pick. There's a new offensive coordinator coming in, new wide receivers coach. If I'm going to do everything brand new, maybe I go do it with a guy that I already know, and I know that it's a really good quarterback in Caleb Williams and a guy that I'm friends with and a guy from back home, and maybe I go and do that. Honestly, if I was any, any player that has returned to college this season that won an award last year, if you were on an All-American list, if you were on an all-conference list uh, and are being looked at as a potential draft pick, I don't know why you would not enter the transfer portal. You know, just put your name out there so teams can contact you, and then you go and say, okay, well, let's see what all these offers actually are. I mean, you may be you know, enthralled with the position you are in, but, you know, why would you not use it as leverage to potentially get a better NIL deal. I mean, we're seeing the complete the game is completely changing in the last couple of weeks from Isaiah Wong, the Miami shooting guard, you know, putting out the statement saying, "Hey, I'm going to enter the transfer portal unless you boost my NIL." And now we we really should just stop calling it NIL though, cuz it's pay for play. Yeah. You know, it's it, that's really what it is. It's not, "Hey, you know, uh you're going to get a big deal here and you're going to get that beats deal like Caleb Williams is." It's hey, I'm going to go somewhere else unless you pay me more money and you figure out how to get me more money. So it's really pay for play. And that's what the NCAA did not want to happen. But also because the NCAA is, you know, is has no neck and no spine. And you see it with Mark Emmerich stepping down, stepping down, even though he's got multiple years left on his contract. Um, the, the organization is almost defunct right now. And it's just basically whoever is going to take advantage of it the most. And USC's being one of those, um, you know, one of those programs is doing it right now. And I think that's, that is ruffling a lot of feathers because I don't think Lincoln Riley is, you know, is, is going out and you know, calling Jordan Addison directly up, but Caleb Williams is hitting up Jordan Addison, you know, that's legal. And now Pat Narduzzi is going to get mad about it and call Lincoln Riley multiple times. I would love to have those, you know, where's the, uh, the audio on those calls. Yeah. Or does, does, did Lincoln Riley – it said he called Lincoln Riley multiple times. It didn't say that Lincoln Riley picked up multiple times. No. So There could be some funny voicemails that could be out there somewhere. You know, <laughs> pack into that stuff. Um, all right. So that's the kind of the tra- where we are with the transfer portal right now. Uh, you know, the big thing, not seeing really any USC names that we know of going there. It could still happen. But as of now, no one going in. Uh, some big fish out there. Of course uh, – you know, getting the Blitnikoff award winning wide receiver would be a huge one. So we'll get on that. Um, just to give you an update of where we are uh, 15 minutes into the show. If you don't know, if you just joined us, thanks for doing it. Hit the like button on wherever you're share it. Um, smash that like button. We like all that kind of stuff. If it's looking weird because we have Chris Trevino, he's lying on a table, 
getting his 10K tattoo as we speak. So we're doing the show while he's getting tattooed. I don't know how much how he's going to be contributing because I don't think his, his mind on talking about USC football topics, but uh, maybe we'll get an update What's on Chris. Contributing? I'm the showcase, Ryan. <laughs> you contributing. are. I'm carrying the show right now. Yes. Uh, how are you feeling? Is it is there pain? Involved? Oh, there's pain. Is there pain? It's it, it It's like... Sometimes it's like fine, but then it's like, oh, this really sucks. But it's uh, it's uh, it's doable. All right. Well, you want to talk about Christian Pierce? Uh, so USC picked up its sixth commitment, class of twenty twenty three. Tell what tell the folks about uh, Christian Pierce as you're getting tattooed. Christian to Christian, you know, <laughs> you know he's a baller just because his name is Christian. You know, six foot two, one eighty. He's a guy that a lot of people think. You know, by this, when it's all said and done in terms of the rankings, he's going to be a consensus four-star prospect. You know, super productive out of Rancho Cucamonga. I believe 103 tackles, nine interceptions. That kind of shows the ball skills that he has. Five passes defended. He's a thumper. Go look at his uh, tape. He he's not afraid to hit. He's laying some big hits on some guys. So it's a, it's a really nice pickup. Both best of both worlds. Physical, likes to hit, and he's got some ball skills. So. Just a guy with a lot of talent, and you know, I we, I really like that pickup in terms of you know that being the first de- defensive commitment. Any thoughts, uh, Shadi? This is a guy that uh, you know, if you listen to the Two Star Composite podcast, um, you know, Gerard Martinez is really high on, and uh, you know, one of the guys that he has been um, you know lobbying for to be ranked higher than a three star guy, and. I don't know. There's been a couple of guys that recently went into the NFL draft, like uh, Drake London, that, that Gerard was very high on as well and tried to get a bump up. But I do want to say, Chris gives Gerard, uh, you know, credit for that, and he rightfully deserves credit for that. And he was a guy that, you know, said in our group text, actually, Gerard said that, you know, and this was actually, I, I was looking through this uh, earlier this week um, after the draft, and, uh, you know, it was when Kyle Ford actually tore his ACL, and we're talking about it in our group thread that we have and he said I think Drake London's probably going to be the you know the guy that ends up being the best out of this receiver group now remember that's Kyle Ford with a five-star Brew McCoy five-star and McLean McClain uh, as well and then Drake London was in that class so uh, you know give props to Gerard there but I want to say that I was thumping the table for Drake London even before Gerard because I saw him make he won a won a game at um, at Moore Park Making a catching a two point conversion that he told me he lost on the lights and never actually saw. So he made a he basically made a no look catch to win a game, and I was like, I love this kid. I want to, um, you know, he's going to be a dude. And then watching him play basketball and stuff, I saw him hit a half court buzzer beater. So, um, you know, it, it's been fun to watch him progress and everything as it. And I'm super excited him being a Falcons fan. We'll get that in a minute. Yeah. But, Gerard Martinez is really high on Christian Pierce. I, I know he's a guy. I think he said that he had multiple interceptions in a game that, that Gerard covered uh, this past uh, fall, also recovered a fumble. And that's something with safeties where, you know, we we talk about this in our in our group chat chats and stuff. And when we go to the film safeties, it's it tough. can be very <laughs> boring film yeah. because there's just so many plays that they're just not involved in. But Christian Pierce like is a guy that comes. You, yeah, they just backpedal, yeah. and you're like, okay, the play's over, and they didn't do anything, you know. Yeah, the there's a run. They you know they backpedal three steps, and they take two steps in, and someone's making a tackle. So there's just like <laughs> no actual you know um, you know action in the highlight tape there. 
but Christian Pierce is in action field safety highlight tape. You know, he comes up in the box. He can play in the box. He goes and, you know, he, his good hips, he can flip them and go make uh, make interceptions and stuff. So he's an interesting um, commitment for USC. First defensive guy in this class. So we'll see how they can build on that and how they're going to try to attack it as far as how many guys you go and try to find in this class, you know, what the numbers are versus how many do you save for the transfer portal? Because you're seeing – how much things are popping off in the transfer portal where it's not just guys that are, hey, I couldn't find playing time or, you know, I want to get back closer to home or, you know, just not happy where I'm at. It's guys are saying I'm being really productive and I think there's there's bigger opportunities out there for me. And whether that's NIL opportunities or, you know, just on a bigger stage, whatever it may be. So it's a lot different um, kind of landscape out there. And that's the way the, the college football and college athletics in general is changing right now. Yeah. Well, a good segue to you mentioned uh, Drake London. So USC had three players selected in the NFL draft over the weekend. Drake London, uh, first round pick, uh, really nice uh, for him. Going to Shotgun Spratling's Atlanta Falcons. So he's excited uh, about that. In the second round, we saw the other Drake, uh, Drake Jackson. He goes up the coast a little bit to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so that's an interesting one. And then on day three, in the sixth round, Keontae Ingram, the transfer from Texas, who had a really good job, you know, did a really good job running the football for USC. If you remember the video that Chris did, he didn't want to play in the cold. When he was going to Notre Dame, and it was 40 degrees. He made that weird face, and it went viral on our TikTok. Uh, but he is going to the Arizona Cardinals, so no worries. It's hot all year, so he'll be fine uh, there. Any uh, we got? Let's get back to Chris to get an update on his tattooing. And any thoughts on uh, the three Trojans selected uh, in the NFL draft, Chris? Or is he like? Is he out? No, Chris, can you hear us? He's probably like in the middle of tattooing, like some. Chris, you there? He's here. His audio is weird. Oh. Uh, Chris, we can't really hear you, so we'll go with uh, we'll go to Shotgun right now. Um, Chris, you can work on your audio issues over there as you're getting inked. As you're getting tatted. Yeah. Uh, Shoddy, thoughts on the the guys picked? Uh, you know, I'm obviously super excited to see Drake London in an Atlanta Falcons uniform, uh, being an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's been really fun. He's one of the guys that I've seen play for five years now. So watching him grow up, um, it, you know, just in front of our eyes, is really fun. And he has just a – the London family is just a great family. And just to see the moment and, you know, everything that they were going through and all the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, was really fun to watch. Um, and then now they're – you know, basically they're in my hometown because the Falcons training complex is in my hometown of Flyer Branch. So um, I, I told them if, if they need any recommendations or anything, I, I got them and take care of them there. But really fun to see, you know, the number one wide receiver coming off the board. And that was a big question going in is, you know, where is Drake going to land? Where does he fall with Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams and that whole group? You know, is someone really high on him or – Will he fall because we didn't see him run a 40? Um, and, you know, he's coming off the ankle injury. But Jamison Williams also coming off an injury. So, you know, it, you know, it ended up being very interesting. And, hey, he makes the rapper Drake, you know, an extra $300,000 because I'm sure that, that Drake actually needs that extra money um, with his bet of who would be the first wide receiver to come off the board. And it was Drake London. Uh, so congrats to Drake on that, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun to see that moment and you know everything that kind of followed that twenty four hours afterwards. You know, because since I'm 
on all the Falcons Twitter accounts and or uh, social media accounts. So seeing all those things, but then I thought good landing spots for Drake Jackson. I mean, he's going to go in and he's not going to be asked to be the guy as a defensive as a guy coming off the edge. He's on a defensive line that's absolutely stacked with uh, Bosa and Eric Armstead. So, you know, he's going to get to be – he's going to get a lot more single coverage because the other guys that are on there. So, I think he'll be able to grow there. He gets to stay on the West Coast. The family will get to go out and see him a little bit more. So, that's a good – I think a good landing spot for him. Keontae Ingram, like you talked about, not going to the cold. So, that's a, that's a positive for him. Uh, but he's – you know, he's a guy that uh, I think is going to have some longevity in the NFL. And I think it's it's great to see him get an opportunity. And, hey, you know, some guys that entered the draft early did not hear their name called, but they were all getting some opportunities to, to go out and, uh, you know, we'll get undrafted free agent opportunities, being Isaac Taylor Stewart going to Dallas with the Cowboys. Chris can probably talk on that if we can get his audio fixed. Um, you know, uh, Chris Steele going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's a good for, fit for him with their physicality. So, you know, a, a couple guys that also, I think Jalen McKenzie's going to the Titans. You know, some guys that got are getting some opportunities. We'll see what they can do uh, to, to make the most of it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are we, are we, do we got you back? Nope. Okay, so we got some audio issues with Chris. Uh we do want to keep him around because we want to see the the finished product of the tattoo or anything. Um, uh, we might be able to, uh, you know, re, he might if you want to restart or something, Chris, uh, or pl you know, play with the microphone, something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's the as far as the NFL draft kind of stuff goes. That's where we are. I think that's all we had as far as like uh, topics today. We could start doing. Ryan, oh, sorry, Ryan, Chris. real quick on, on the NFL draft. How about? Cincinnati having, I believe, nine guys selected. And that's more than I think it was like Miami, USC, uh, Florida State, and Florida combined. Wow. Um, and also Texas having zero guys. You know, so it, the draft was very interesting. You saw, and maybe this is a product of the 2020, the COVID and everything else, and, the, you know, how things have gone. But to see a program, a mid-major program like Cincinnati, Put that uh, put that many guys in the draft says maybe college football is not broken yet, and maybe it's not going to be you know we're not going to see a split. But it, it feels like the more and more thing the way things are going it is more than likely going to be some kind of separation in divisions at, at either you know whether it be if football you have 40, 45 programs that are really invested versus you know the the rest of the the current FBS uh, that are not going to be there, and they split up uh, that just because it's the have and have nots. Uh, but also basketball, baseball, some of these other sports where it looks more and more now how when that happens, how far in advance it happens. But it seems more and more likely that you're going to see a split because there are just so many guys. I mean, there's so many programs that can't keep up with what the haves actually can. So you know, I cover college baseball. You know, the NCAA is talking about the, the their transformation committee is considering making some major changes, including eliminating scholarship caps on sports like baseball. You know, you have 11.7 scholarships for 30 to 35 players, and not every school is fully funded. I just went to a school this weekend. I was talking with their coach, and they get they have five to six scholarships to give out total. Um, so what happens if 
if a school, I mean, if the NCAA eliminates that and now you've got five scholarships versus a Texas or somebody who's got 30 scholarships, you know, I think there's going to eventually be a, a, a separation. Um, and I think we're, we're how far along that takes. I don't know, but I think we're getting closer and closer to that moment. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris's audio is back. We can hear some funky stuff going on in the tattoo parlor. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We can't, Chris. Yes, sir. How are you? How are you feeling? It's good. You didn't get. You guys didn't hear the screaming. Okay. <laughs> is it? Is it getting more painful? How, where is our pain threshold? Uh, it comes. It, it comes and goes. It comes and okay. goes. It's a little. Um, little... Shotgun. I just want to. Can I just get your reaction to when uh, Atlanta took Drake? <laughs> I was uh, very upset about ten minutes before that because my internet was not working where I was trying to watch uh, in the the house, so I had to go somewhere else. And so I was getting a little steam because I know Drake might go in the top 10 and I'm trying to, you know, have a story ready and be ready to go for it. Um, but then when he did get it, it was just kind of a kind of a shock to the system because while I was hoping that would happen, I did not necessarily expect it to happen for him to go number eight overall. But, you know, really awesome to see. And like I said, it was, it was really fun to see his family before and, uh, you know, the red carpet and everything and, you know, all the, the 24 hours afterwards and, you know, I'm sure Gavin Morris has got a couple of good stories because he was there. Was Gary Colbert, both of them came uh, came to the draft room, to the green room with Drake London. So uh, I'm curious to see next time I see Gavin to hear what he has to say about you know how the draft went behind the scenes. Yeah, Ryan, uh, what, what did you think of the draft overall? Just being in Vegas. So it, Vegas was a, I mean, it was it's always a lot going on there. We went through. <laughs> uh, so at the Bellagio, where those the fountains are. Uh, they had a stage set up. So we went over to the Bellagio, kind of checked that out. Uh, that was pretty cool. But it's really, it's like the other side of the strip uh, behind it where that Ferris wheel is, is where they had this huge draft experience. And we kind of walked through there. I think Ice-T was doing a concert after day two. We walked around there. Um, but man, just, uh, just a sea of humanity. If you saw it on television, there were so many people uh, out there. A lot of Raiders jerseys, of course, but there was jerseys from all over the country. I think it's definitely, you know, the NFL does does a lot of really you know, things really well. It was cool to have it in New York for a long time. And that was a fun deal, but you know, you can only see so many jets and giants fans together. Like now when you move it around all these different cities and Vegas, I think is just a perfect place uh, to do it. So there was just a lot going on there. We were, I had to do like a ESPN radio hit uh, after Drake uh, London got selected and it was hard to find a quiet space anywhere. It's just like trying to do radio. It was crazy, but the, yeah, it was a, it was a definitely a fun weekend uh in vegas uh for the draft and i yeah i think they uh killed it i haven't i haven't read any kind of reviews or anything about what went on but it just seemed to it seemed to work really well it was really windy day one i think they had to move some stuff uh because like you saw the desks papers were flying all over the place and everything over at the bellagio area but uh, it was it was definitely a cool experience yeah they actually had a contingency plan because they were because of the winds and they were on high wind advisory in vegas they had a contingency plan where they were going to usher Roger Goodell into a different uh, place in the MGM or something. I can't remember exactly where it was, but somewhere where there was a separate stage set up in case the winds were too much that they couldn't do it outside. Yeah, that's crazy. But it was great. It was beautiful weather. Had a few adult beverages. Talk talk about the draft. It was good. Um, so we're going to probably – Chocolate milk. Is that what you're talking about? Adult chocolate beverages? milk, yes. Uh, I like <laughs> strawberry milk if you get it too. Um, Chris, where are you at? How are we doing? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I should have had some adult beverages before I did this. That, that's all I got to say. Why did you not? Fact, like, 
that's actually not a good idea when you're tattooing because it, then it slows down the healing process. Oh yeah, it, like thins your blood or something, or like something. Of course, shotgun knows all. Of course, shotgun has a. <laughs> Um, Chris, I want to get your opinion on this and Ryan, you can jump in as well, but we've had a couple people in the thread, the thread that, uh, on YouTube saying this is unprofessional. Why would you get live, uh, a live tattoo? Oh, um, you seem fun. Whoever said that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. This is, we try to have a good time on this show, right? Like this is, we want to be entertaining. We want to be. Uh, informative for sure. We've talked about a whole bunch of USC topics and covered them all and talked about them seriously. We just happen to have Chris lying on a table getting ink because of a Twitter bet he made about 10,000. So, I mean, we definitely try not to take ourselves too seriously. Um, we try to run a professional outfit here, but, you know, it's entertaining. We want to have a good time. So I'm sorry if you don't uh, like this. Uh, this is something unique that we want to do. Our viewers are up, so we're getting more people than we normally do uh, this time slot, you know, in the middle of uh, May 1st, everybody. Uh, but yeah. So I don't know, Chris, any thoughts there? I mean, but that as the producer of the show, as the owner of the site, like I don't have an issue with this. And, you know, feel if you don't like it, you feel free to email me and chat about it. But uh, we're just having a, trying to have a good time here. This has been something that's been a long time coming. We thought it'd be kind of fun thing to do. And that's why we're doing it. Chris, people also yep. want to know what is the actual design, too. Uh, I think I can put it up. So, Chris, I'm doing a terrible job of this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, a legit. Can you pick the camera back up? For for the people that are complaining, you know, you can tell them down a little bit. You can, you can kiss my ass. How about that? How about that? All right, get back. Get back. Chris is so if funny. That never, if, if, if that gets me off the show forever, good. But you can kiss my ass. How to be that? fair, Chris like How about that? hasn't really wanted to do the live show. Like, we've sort of made him. Like, he's a very – he's just kind of more of an introverted person. He likes to put himself out there, like in social media. He's, you know, and this is a big step for him—not just being on the live show, but getting tattooed. So, um, if we, you know, we're still talking about all the USC topics, we're going to answer your questions. We're going to do our best and all that stuff. But we thought it'd be a little fun to watch Chris get his ink. None of us on the show, none of the hosts here, have any tattoos. So this is the first tattoo of uh, anyone. Oh, wait, shotgun has a tattoo. Oh. It's a full, it's a full thing of uh, Michael Vick on his chest. 
I don't think so. And he's got and he's got Chipper Jones on his back. I know I that thought, for a fact. I thought we all talked about maybe we're just in the studio with, with yeah. the three of us in the studio. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, shotgun was in here. Yeah. Um, we, we did have a good comment from Brandon. He said the dude that's saying it's unprofessional sounds like the Pitt fans who have been complaining on Twitter uh-huh. all day. USC's kind of uh, scorched earth as far as the rest of college football. Like Oklahoma fans hate them. Pitt fans are going to hate them potentially. Um, they're, yeah, Lincoln Riley becoming the villain fun. again. And, I, and and I think that is actually a positive for USC because you're not going to be the villain when no one cares about you. And that's what USC has been for most of the last decade is just no one cares about USC because they haven't been good. So them getting back to the villain is a positive sign maybe for uh, the way the, the, the perception of the program right now, because people are starting to go, USC might start getting good again. We've got to worry about them. Um, So, you know, and USC maybe, I mean, if you look at this from an overarching general manager point of view of putting together a roster, I think Lincoln Riley and his staff are doing a pretty good job right now with these trades they're making because, you know, (laughs) Parker Lewis actually committed to Ohio State. So USC traded their starting kicker for a uh, a backup safety who took over and became the starter this year. So I I think you would trade a, a kicker for a safety. But then, uh, you know, the potential of trading your starting quarterback, Keaton Slovis, for the Blitnikoff winner and Jordan Addison, I think that would be a good trade as well for USC. Yeah. So if you're looking at it from a from a GM standpoint, uh, then USC is doing pretty good there. And you want, for USC fans, you want to be feared, especially in the Pac-12. USC has to be the Death Star again. It has to be, the, you know, the music plays, da, da, da. Like, it's like, oh, man, everyone's like, oh, USC got another five-star. Oh, they're just – they're the the big evil – empire and that you know when Pete Carroll was running it that's what it was to everybody else and the rest of the country um and you want to get back to that again so if you know if you're starting to piss off some other fan bases it's probably a good thing because they're really upset uh with you well why don't we uh jump into some questions Nicole and uh see where we are and get you know you know you know who no one's upset at Arizona no one's upset at Arizona because Arizona's not any good, so why would you be upset? Arizona basketball people get upset with, but yeah. you know that's that's the thing is if you're not competitive, if you're not at the top, then people are just like, oh, they're nice, I like them, they're friendly. You know, you want to be the hated person because that says you're doing something right when it comes to college athletics. One hundred percent. All right, guys, is it question o'clock? Okay. It's question o'clock. Let's All right. Do it. Okay. So first up. Mark Watkins asks, including Gentry, how many week one starters do you predict that USC will add during the second wave of transfers? Uh, that's interesting. I mean, it, it's probably going to be more depth, but if you get a guy like Addison, he's a start, right? He's probably going to start if he won the Belenikoff Award. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot, I think the focus is going to be on depth, but if they're going to go after guys like that, like, holy cow. Um, you know, that's, that's changing just that adding a guy like that significantly changes your, your depth chart. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, that's the, the big question is, you know, where do they see their roster at now? And you know, what guys do they try to, I mean, you're trying to add talent to your roster all the time, but you know, when they can go out and do that, 
you know, are you trying to get, you know, how do you feel that your roster is at now and who do you feel like is actually a viable candidate to go get? Um, I, I think that'll be really interesting. I think that's what you're looking for. They do need to add some depth. You know, you want to look at it like Alabama who says, hey, you know, we're, we don't, they don't, if we go get a transfer, we want to be a starter. But, um, you, you know, I, I think you're looking at, you know, who can you – get and where is the roster at right now so you need to add some depth as well so i think it's a little bit of a combo so they're still going to try to add some talent to it and there's some positions they still need to add talent you know the defensive line some talented depth there you know they did add to the linebacker with eric gentry but there's some positions that are pretty thin right now that they still need to add some pieces yeah we can hear like a tattoo business going on in the background sorry sorry about that chris are you done is your tattoo done it's done do you want to show it? Yeah, we I think you gotta see we this. definitely want to show it. I gotta I gotta let it read a little bit before I. So let me just figure out how to do this. Okay. Here we gotta put you full screen up here. Yeah, we gotta get the full Chris experience. Back in right. I don't know how to do this. What's the best way? How about we put it down? Just a shot of your butt right now. Oh, there we go. Wow. Let us know what you think in the comments, everybody. Chris is. <laughs> you did the dang thing. I can't hear what anyone said, so. Are we good? Oh. How's Shout it out to Randy. Jazz Pipe Cranky. There, boom. There you go. At Tats go. by Cranky. Nice. All right. So you guys go check it out. Go check out his Instagram. Uh, that's awesome. So, he came out on his day off and uh, and tattooed you, Chris. That's pretty cool. Chris, I feel like this is fitting because your tattoo's done. Um, Mark Watkins says, how much regret do you have at this very moment, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a little bit of regret when it started, but right now... You know, I, I was prepared to uh, keep to my word, okay. so I kept to my word. So I can't regret keeping to my word, uh, <laughs> but whatever. It's part of me now. It's part of me. And it's a cool, cool story. So Exactly. It is definitely a cool story. Man, it's full-on calf, like yeah. uh, high calf. Um, nice. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Yeah, this is definitely a first. Uh, for Making history. Yeah, for tunnel vision. Glad you're okay. Glad you survived. I didn't hear any screams, so that's good. Yeah, no screams, Chris. Well, yeah, I used the opportunity for when my audio cut out to uh, oh. get all that out of the way. Was there pressure, like, if you really were in pain to not act like it because it was being shown live and you don't want to, like, have that? No, I, I, think, be on my, YouTube all my expressions, <laughs> I think all my facial expressions were representative of how <laughs> I was feeling at the moment. I didn't try to stifle anything. It's funny when, uh, you know, if someone asks you about the tattoo, you can, like, give them a YouTube link. Like, here's where I got it. Like, this, you know, you can show. <laughs> exactly. This might be our most watched exactly. show of all time. If people are uh, <laughs> going to go back and check the replay out. Of course, be, you'll be saving it on your Instagram and all that stuff, sharing it everywhere. I don't know. The the link the Lincoln Riley is coming to USC one. It's got some views. So I don't it know does. if I can top that. We'll see. I don't know if I can top that. Um, 
All right, well, let's try to rapid fire some of these. All right, are you guys this ready? This is really yeah. tough. This is a weird day. It so is, like, it is, it is. But it's we'll good, get good the important day, ones, day. and we'll uh, we'll we'll ship out of here. Okay, um, let's see. Ganja Gorilla asks. It's kind of early, but obviously, Eric Gentry good enough to wear number fifty-five. We talked about that last week a little bit, just with that number in general. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm not going there yet. Um, you know, he's a guy that has to add weight, and if you're going to give out fifty-five to to someone, um, then make them earn it. I think, unless it's that you know number one linebacker in the class, you know, freshman that you're trying to entice with it. I think if you've already got him on campus, and I think you got to go prove it. Um, and you know, he'll he'll be at USC for multiple years, assuming he doesn't enter the transfer portal again, because we're seeing that much more uh, happen often now as well. But um, so I, I say, you know, if if you think he's a guy that could do that, then put that dangle that carrot out there and say, hey, we want to see you earn this and go do it. Yep. All right. Next question. Um, nil question. David Rice asks, should the NCAA mandate that schools make public player NIL deals as a way to show light on pay-for-play deals and tampering by coaches? Um, I think what I, I had an NIL guy on early on, um, and he said it's going to take a while for all this stuff to be disclosed. But there's like supposed to be like a process where you're, you read, you know, you tell the school like the deals that you have and things like that. Um, I think we're gonna. It's gonna take a while for this to all flush out, but uh, we. I. I don't think we're gonna know for a couple years, like some of the data, and then hey, what's working, what's not. It's just because the NCAA has no rules. It's just like the wild, wild west out there. So I think that would be helpful, but um, I wouldn't expect all that to come out right away. Yeah, and if, if you're a player, why do you want your information out there? You know, and you know if you have a bunch of money, that usually that just leads to hanger ons and whatnot. So. Um, I don't know if I'd want that information out there if uh, if if it was something that I had a big deal. Yeah. Um, another NIL question, Gondry Gorilla asks, if USC can line up a super team year after year because of NIL, wouldn't it make sense to leave the Pac-12 and go independent? I mean, you got to be good to be independent, and USC looks like they're going that way. I think just the threat of being able to go independent is what's important. Uh, maybe that's going to be the best deal. Uh, there's rumors about the big the Big Ten and and you and the Big Ten adding a couple teams. USC could make a lot more money. I think USC to compete, you got to make money, and that does that doesn't mean well we'll just stay in the Pac-12. Like if there's a way, other ways to make money, then you got to do it. If it's threatening to go independent, and then you get a better deal from the Pac-12 than some of your colleagues in the in the conference. That would be the way to go too. But yeah, but you got to get good. They made the hires to get good, and we'll see if Lincoln Riley can build on that. And if USC gets back to that elite status, then they could wield a lot more power about the deals they get and, and what they could potentially do. All right. Um, Adrian Hobbs asks, how are SC's chances with ASU transfer and former linebacker Polly defensive linebacker, defensive lineman Jermaine Lowell? Lole, right? Lole, um, yes. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, that's a weird one. And you, got, you guys have any thoughts on Lole? I mean, a, a guy from the area, he enters the transfer portal. Uh, I'm sure USC is going to be reaching out to him if they have not already. Um, just the fact that he's a kid from local and he's a, at a position of need, USC should be all over that. And uh, I think that he, you know, he's talked about wanting to stay at, at ASU if possible, but 
you know, he's looking at his options and seeing what's there. And I think the fact that, you know, we had another question, can you guys comment on what is happening at Arizona State? It's a bloodbath there. And I think bloodbath is a pretty accurate word right now because Arizona State is just absolutely falling apart. Ryan, you could probably speak on this better than any of us, uh, you know, with the podcast of champions. And I know David Woods has been chiming in on all the uh, all the happenings at Arizona State and talking about how terrible uh, the, the organization is being run right now. But it's it's falling apart in front of our eyes. So if I'm Lole and you continue to see top-tier guys like a freshman All-American, Eric Gentry, or like your top receiver, Ricky Pearsall, entering the transfer portal and leaving, what makes you really want to stay? You know, I think you got to either get a big pay, payday or – you know, I think just, you know, a guy that's looking for potential NFL options in low lay that, that thinks he's an NFL player is going to need to go somewhere and try to get to, you know, develop and play with some guys around him. And Arizona State doesn't look like it's the place to be right now. Yeah, it's definitely that the uh, the the meme of the, the dog sitting in the kitchen with everything's on fire. Like, this is fine. Like, that's really what's going on at Arizona State when Pearsall and Gentry entered the portal Chris Cartman does a great job covering the Sun Devils, said like those are probably two most important players on Arizona State's roster. And there was some positivity after their spring game. And Herb Edwards was like, hey, there's more continuity now. There's team chemistry, even though they got rid of, you know, half the coaching staff and all that stuff. You have those NCAA sanctions hanging over it. Um, and you've just been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Herm Edwards shouldn't be coaching there still. He was the one overseeing all this. Their weird setup with his former agent being the athletic director and Ray Anderson, like that's just, um, it's not worked. It's an absolute mess. They're going to have to like tear this thing down. Uh, but they're trying to hang on for one more year. But then you got like, like Lole going in the portal, you know, one of their best players. And uh, you've already lost your starting quarterback. Like all that stuff that's going on there. It's just crazy, and USC can take advantage of it. I mean, it's like literally a sinking ship that has some good pieces, and USC already got one of them. If they get a guy like Lole, it's like it's not even just like you've added them, but you've taken them away from a division rival. Like, hey, we're going to take two of your best players. Just come on over and uh, and join the church. Pearsall is a Tempe kid. He's transferring out. Uh, it's, yeah, sinking ship, good way to put it. We don't need to dwell more on ASU, but yeah, it could be to USC's advantage if they get another guy like that uh, off their team. All right. Another question. Mark Manola asks, when's the signing deadline for the guys in the portal in order for them to play this coming season? So my understanding is just, you have to be in the portal by tonight, uh, the end of the day. And so you can, um, you need to be enrolled. So that's usually the, you know, uh, you want to be able to enroll, like you don't have to enroll in the summer. Like you could just enroll in the fall. So, It'll be late August, I guess, uh, you know, but you'd want to be there beforehand because you want to go through fall camp and all that. But basically, if you want to play this year, you just have to enroll by fall semester, but you'd have to be entered in the portal already. You can't, you can't enter the portal tomorrow and then be able to play no matter when, you know, you could enroll tomorrow, like you could enter the portal tomorrow, enroll at the school you want to go to, go through all the off-season workouts, everything, but you wouldn't be eligible to play that this coming season. Yeah, and again, we mentioned this earlier in the season, I mean, earlier in the show, but you have to inform your school as of today. The deadline is to inform your school today, um, and then, you know, usually there's like a 40, 24, 48-hour window where the school has to then input it into the system. So there could still be a couple more come out the next couple of days that we find out did it enter the transfer portal. So I know a lot of people have asked about, you know, is Jordan Addison in the transfer portal yet? And the answer is we do not have information that he is. 
but that doesn't mean that it is, you know, it's not something that could still happen. But then, like Ryan said, as long after, as long as you're entered now, you're eligible to play in the fall. Uh, and then also, I think it's June first is the June or July first is the day for spring um, semester. So as long as you're in are in there to be eligible to play for the NCA, then you can enroll whenever. So it's just whenever the classes you know are are done um, or the last in drop add drop date, all those type things. Similar to the Caleb Williams situation this this January, it'd be that same thing in the fall. You could still see some guys move if they're in the transfer portal already. My, yeah, my guess is with Addison, like if he enters the portal tonight, we hear about it tomorrow or something or later tonight. Um, if he's going to end up at USC, I bet you they wait a little while and wait some of the dust to settle. I think the same thing kind of happened with Caleb Williams. There was a lot of consternation about him leaving Oklahoma and following Lincoln Riley. So he took a while to make an announcement. So my guess would be that they would there wouldn't be something they want to announce like right away. Like, oh, Addison entered the portal and he's coming to USC. So who knows? I mean, they could announce that like, if he's coming to USC, they could announce it as soon as it happens. But my guess is they might wait a little bit if he's going to do that. I mean, you can turn full heel if you want to, if you're USC and just be like, yeah, look what we did. <laughs> so that's a, that's a possibility as well. Um, Alex had a question similar to this with, with these new transfers, when will they start taking classes at USC? What do they do in the summer to get ready for the fall? They can start taking classes the first summer period. Um, if they want to. So, you know, USC will try to get them in because then you can start doing workouts with a team and stuff if you're enrolled. Whereas if not, if you're not enrolled till the fall, you can be on campus, but you can't legally be working out with the team and, you know, doing the the, the workouts that they're doing together with the strength and conditioning staff and whatnot in the offseason. You know, similar, we saw Stevie Tui Kolovatu in the 2015 season. He was a late addition. So we saw him, you know, come to some of the player run practices, but he couldn't do, he couldn't uh, attend the workouts before that with the actual strength and conditioning staff. Okay. Gabe Greenlee has a question um, with the potential addition of Addison. What is the ceiling of this offense? Chris, what do you think? We had uh, AA, I think on there. It's like, why, the, why is the guy in the middle even here? He just got tattooed. So we're giving him a little break, but Chris, what's the ceiling for the offense? I mean, if you had Addison, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you add Addison, you know, obviously that's a top five offense. You know, that's potential to put up a lot of points. And we thought they were going to score a lot of points even, you know, before Addison came, you know, just with Caleb Williams and those weapons. And, you know, people are sort of, you know, still waiting to see what that defense is going to do. But if you have a high-powered offense, you know, it makes the defense a little the, – the defensive job a little more easier. You know, you don't have to stop guys from scoring – you know, whatever, 40, you can get up 25, but your your offense is going to score uh, 40 or 50, you know. So you just take that offense to another level. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I thought about with this, say a guy like Addison comes, um, if you're one of the, like, lower-level receivers in that receiver room, are you like, oh, now I'm never going to play. And now you want to enter the portal, but it's already too late to play right away. So, um That'll be an interesting aspect of it. Like, does, you know, usually we saw spring football, like kind of, we thought that would like kind of, you know, shake the tree a little bit. And so you'd see some, you know, some, some of the players just fall out because it just didn't look like it was going to work for them. But I think it could change a lot too. Just with you, if you, if, you know, the school you're at, like adds a few amazing players at your position, then you might want to transfer out. And then you know, now it's kind of too late for you if you want to play that season. 
There's a couple questions about specific positions that USC is looking at in the portal, but Sean Whitaker asks what positions are top priority in the transfer portal round two. Earl Burwell kind of says any OL in the portal that we're looking at. So do you guys have any thoughts on that? Whoever. You want to jump in on this? Uh, O-line and D-line are your most important right now. Trench guys, uh, Prince Adu is a guy to look out for, Duke, the Duke uh, offensive lineman. Uh, there isn't really someone that's been hit, like a, in terms of O-line, that has really, um, that has, you know, the experience maybe or the talent, kind of like a, a Marius Mims or anyone like that. There isn't someone who's like a surefire guy. Seems like right now the only guys really out there are going to be depth guys unless someone, you know, enters within the next 24 hours in terms of their paperwork. Yeah. But if, if you can add, like, is, is wide receiver a huge priority? Probably not. But if you can add a guy like Addison, like you add him, you know. So if you're like, oh, we don't really need this position. Uh, and like Riley said, you need them all anyway. Uh, but if you can get somebody good, like really good, you're like, yep, add them. Like you want to – it's just another way you can reshape this roster. And, that I mean, that's a – you know, that's a potential game changer for an offense that already looks like it's going to be pretty uh, high powered. And, you know, so you, you don't you don't say no to players like that, no matter what position they're in. You guys, um, oh, I just want to I'm just going to sign off. Um, I'm going to take a cue from the guy. So the guy in the middle is not doing anything. So <laughs> I'm going to jump off here. I'm done. I'm going to go limp home. Uh, shout out to uh, my guy, Randy. Inkpire in Northridge, California. You can follow him at. Tat by Cranky. Follow hey, Chris, my Instagram. Somebody asked, does the tattoo artist watch Tunnel Vision? Do you have an answer for that? They want to know if you watch Tunnel Vision. <laughs> no. He does not, but <laughs> I'm he watched start. it live he tonight. Just, he, says, yes. he says he's going to start. He says he's going to start. <laughs> he, he, he told some people to watch tonight, so nice. they were watching tonight. So I, we got some new viewers that were out there. But And you know, shout out to Trojan Ombre 818 because he, he hooked this up. You know what we need? We need someone, someone in our Tunnel Vision audience out there. If you're watching the replay, whatever, we need someone to go and get a tattoo. Uh, and just to show, you know, USC tattoo, whatever you want. I th it'd be great if we could get some business uh, for Randy there. So, so who, any, who was it? Who wants to go? Who wants to step up their game? <laughs> Chris just got a 10K tattoo. Who wants to step up their game and say, you know what? And uh, obviously, if you want to get like the Tunnel Vision logo tattooed on you, that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, if you do that, I'll pay for it. How's that? Yes. If you're gonna, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, give them a free membership to the site. But if you're gonna pay for it, go for it. I mean, if you're gonna yeah. do that, go for it. I have no idea how much tattoos cost, but I'll pay for it. If you get a Total Vision tattooed on you, I'll pay for it. Uh, I'll pay. Trust Randy. me, you can afford it, Ryan. You okay. can, you can afford it, Ryan. I, I, you drive a Tesla, you can afford it, Ryan. <laughs> and with Chris, that, Chris, before you go, Brandon said he'd like to see the Twitter bird next to it. Maybe if you get to 25,000 followers, we can add that to the tattoo. If I get to 25,000 followers, I'll add the Twitter bird. Oh, he said it right there, folks. So start, start pushing it. it. No. <laughs> I got to get out of here before I make some more bad decisions. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Bye, Thank Chris. you to everybody. Good job. That uh, That is pretty funny. So we got we got the two shot without yep, him. Okay. got it. Ryan, uh, uh, Mike Connolly on Facebook says he wants to see you get a tat. Yeah, like that just, you know, like that's very permanent, you know. <laughs> I'm just hard. Like, <laughs> so it's like that's forever, you know. Uh, I mean, I thought about it before, but uh, probably. I, I just can't. 
nothing's like that. Oh, I need to get that kind of a tattoo. <laughs> but if one of you guys want to go get a tunnel vision tattoo with you Randy, I will pay Ryan for will it. Pay for yeah. It. I mean, what, why not? Drop like, it in the comments if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People want me to get the tattoo. All right. Uh, we could do, we do like a few more. You want a couple more questions? Yeah, we do a couple more and then we'll get out of here. Cause All this right. is a, this is a, this has been a weird show. I mean, it's been fun. <laughs> Thank you for everyone that's tuning in. Um, it's awesome. I think we had over 500 people on YouTube watching live and, you know, we got Twitter and Facebook and stuff too, but just to see Chris get tattooed. So it's great. <laughs> okay. There's a couple of transfer portal questions. Um, ran 67 says how many kids don't get picked up on average in the transfer portal? Um, I'll ask the others afterwards, but that's kind of the first one. It's huge. Like, yeah. There's, there's like, th like hundreds and over a thousand guys that aren't like they're moving down divisions or they're not going anywhere. I mean, it's no, it's no guarantee. The big names are there getting the big names are going to go places, but there's a lot of dudes that had, it's just like entering the draft early, you know, like shotgun mentioned earlier, a lot of dudes enter like, Hey, I'm putting my name in for the draft and they don't get drafted. Like they put their name in the portal. They think there's like greener pastures and sometimes there's not. Um, you, you look at it, there was a report that came out this week, Ryan. I don't know if you saw it. The NCAA put out a report that basically said, you know, where kids go, do they, you know, whether it's walk-ons, whether it's, you know, scholarship, do they go up division, do they go down division? And, you know, it, it's a little bit incomplete data. I don't know if, you know, exactly how they did it. I didn't really take the time to really study it, but just kind of glancing through it, it is a large portion of players that at least do not go from Division One uh, Power Five conference to Division One Power Five conference. Usually, if they enter the transfer portal, you know, if you have say ten guys, then two to three of them are you know going and making that jump to another Power Five program. The rest of them are either going down a division or just kind of get lost in the shuffle. I mean, you think about all the players that have entered the portal so far from USC, and we've seen one or two, three, I think it is, that have actually committed somewhere with Keaton Slovis, Parker Lewis now. Um, you know, there's, there's just not a – and Jackson Dart and Trigg at Ole Miss. But other than that, there's just not a ton of guys finding, you know, their spots. I know Chase Williams did did land at uh, San Jose State this week as well. But still a number of guys that are just looking for an opportunity out there. Yeah. Um, Frank C. asks, do you expect SC to continue bringing in transfers after May 1? Oh yeah. Then yep. there's only two. Uh he Lincoln Riley said double digits. Uh I think there's only room right now for eight, so there'd be like six more. I think I have to update that. Um but you know, we'll see. I that there's gonna probably be a little more attrition somehow. And but yeah, there'll definitely be more people added. Pooter Williams asks, What's the name of the RBs USC has their eyes on in the portal? Uh, one of the big big ones was Marquise Irving from the uh, I believe is a freshman All American at Minnesota, uh, but he just committed to Oregon today, so that one's off the board. USC did pick up the two freshman commits in the last week or a week and a half, um, or incoming from high school. Sorry, um, so you know the maybe they're philosophy is changing on who they're going after. I don't know exactly, you know, if they're trying to add how many they're trying to add this season or if they think they can make it through the year with only three guys. I think that would be a very interesting uh, choice to, to go for. So I think they're still going to be looking for some guys, but Irving was one of them and he just went off the board. Uh, Chris just sent a text real quick. Uh, Randy has done some, a bunch of USC guys, I guess, Sua Cravens, Zach Banner, uh, or a couple guys that he's tattooed, tatted up. So, uh, apparently there's a USC connection with Randy. So again, 
Tunnel vision tattoo. There you go. Send you the logo. <laughs> I'll pay for it. Um, Ryan Fox asks, can a player sue a school for delaying their entry into the portal? Now, that's not something we've seen happen yet, but if if it does come to that and the NCAA says that someone's not um, is not going to be eligible, then I think there would be a big uh, there would be a big issue with that, and you, know, you might see a lawsuit or something because I think that would be the the uh, the repercussions that a that a player would be able to take um, because I don't know what else they would be able to do. Yeah, that's weird. I don't. I mean, I think it's basically just like you're telling the school, maybe you tell your coach, and they tell the compliance people. The compliance people are one to enter the name. I think they have a time, like you know, a day or two. There's they like allotted to put their name in the portal. There's some there's some kind of thing like that, but I haven't heard of it being like a a school says no. Like I don't. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, I, yeah, that that would be a weird one. I don't. I don't. I just don't think there's an avenue for success if you're a school and you say no, we're not going to put you in the portal. Well, you know, coaches get uh, you know take issue with players wanting to transfer, and sure. you've seen it in the past. You've seen it even with Lincoln Riley, you know, n- n- trying not to allow players at Oklahoma to transfer mm-hmm. in the Big Twelve, and you know, it, interconference transfers was a big thing that that coaches have had issue with in the past. So, if someone that you know for whatever reason you know, take the Isaiah Wong situation at Miami, you know, where he's got a good NIL deal, but he sees another player coming in, the the Kansas State guard. Could say it's announced a four hundred thousand dollar deal uh, for two years, and he goes, "I just led you to an elite eight. I'm not happy with this." And he says, "I'm going to enter the transfer portal unless the NIL changes." You know, maybe that rubs the coach the wrong way, and he sits on it and delays. And you know, players don't always have the full information. Remember, they're eighteen, nineteen year old kids. Remember the mistakes you made as an 18, 19 year old kid. Um, you know, just not understanding the paperwork and stuff. So they might go tell the coach. But that's not actually entering your name in the portal. You have to go to the compliance, and that, that actually happens sometimes. Players don't tell the coach, um, and they kind of avoid the coaching staff and then you know show up at the compliance uh, office and try to insert the p- paperwork, and then the coaches don't get, are not happy about it. But, hey, maybe they go meet with a the coach. They don't understand that they have to go to compliance after that, and suddenly they think they're in the portal and they're not, and then it becomes an issue. So I can see where you know it could be an issue in the future. And, again, it – because of the way things are going with the transfer portal, the one-time transfer rule, the NIL, and all these things, with the way college football is changing, you know, there's always the potential of something crazy to happen in college football. Yep. Speaking of portal stuff still, Henry Lem asks, are there any quarterbacks in the transfer portal? There are plenty of trans- quarterbacks I in the transfer yeah. portal. I mean of interest, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so if USC adds someone, it's going to be – you kind of have to find a sweet spot, right, of someone that's not expecting to start. Um, you need some some depth there. So I think there, you know, there's a specific kind of quarterback they're looking for. But like we mentioned, there's a lot of guys that just aren't finding a spot. So your best option might be to be a backup or reserve quarterback at USC if you're not going to go start, you know. Maybe you could start at – UC Davis, or do I want to be a backup at USC? Like that, I mean, those are the kind of guys that that Lincoln Riley have to try to add. Yeah, and, and it depends on why a guy went into the transfer portal. Like USC is not going to go after Jerry Bohannon um, at Baylor, who just went into the transfer portal because he didn't win the job. He lost the job out to Blake Shapin, who's a former USC recruit, uh, baseball and football, but. You know, if if you look at him, you go, okay, he just entered because he lost the starting job. He's not going to want to come in here and be a backup to Caleb Williams and potentially Miller Moss as well. So 
you know, you've got to look at in the portal and say, okay, why is that guy in the portal? Is he at a lower level and hoping to play somewhere else? Does he just want to get back home? Is he from the West Coast? All those things will will factor into it. But right now, USC, as far as I know, has not been linked with any any quarterback names recently. All right. You want to do like one more? Yeah, or something? I was about to say we got one more and then we have a quick different topic question. But Zachary Whitfield says, What do you think's the ceiling for USC this year in both of y'all's opinion? I mean that I think we have to wait to see what the roster is looking like, but uh, I think like an eight and four is pretty reasonable. Um, but because the Pac-12 is not that good, and if you keep stealing like the best players from other Pac-12 schools, like that even helps you more. It's gonna be tough to beat Utah, uh, but I I don't see why this isn't a team that couldn't win the Pac-12 in year one. I think that's probably a tall order, but it's you know. But if you were talking about ceiling, like yeah, they could. I don't think it's as likely. But I think that's a that's a pretty good ceiling. I mean, the ceiling is is still to be determined because we don't know what the roster is going to look yeah. like. Uh, you know, you you're always when you go into a season, you don't want to know what the roster will look like at the end of the year because of injuries and stuff. But we don't know what USC is going to even be starting with. You know, how much depth are they going to have on the defensive line? You know, can they sustain a couple injuries there, which is something they weren't able to do last year? You know, Sopcher and Brandon Peely get hurt and. You know, they have no nose tackles at all. They have to move Maximus Gibbs over. So I think it's still too early to even say because we don't know where this roster is going to be at next week, much less in, you know, in uh, in August, September when they start the season. Yeah. And then a final question, different, <clears throat> totally different topic, but Cigar Patel is asking, are you planning any inside Troy happy hour or meetups in the South Bay this summer? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think we'd like to do something. We've done some things like in the past, obviously the pandemic sort of put the kibosh on that, but uh, there's some, you know, USC owned businesses in the South Bay. We could uh, do something like that or do something more of a central location. Um, yeah, I'd like to do one. And I think we've talked with Trader Joe's about, uh, you know, they would provide some, you know, gift cards and uh, the USC bags that are very popular, things like that. So yeah, we'd love to do something. Uh, we never really got together for the uh, the spring game, but we'll do – yeah, I'd like to do something like that. So, yeah, drop us an email if you have any suggestions or anything, but that's something that would be fun to do. Cool. Uh, is that going to wrap it up? Yeah. That's good. Well, so if you just tuned in late, sorry you missed Chris getting a tattoo live on Tunnel Vision, his 10K tattoo. So, uh, But we'll put this up, podcast form. It'll be, you know, live forever on YouTube and Facebook and – and Twitter and stuff. So we appreciate everyone that tuned in uh, live, kind of talking about it. We'll keep doing the shows. There are probably going to be little newsy things happening, um, you know, as we go, just building out the roster, transfers, and things like that. Uh, and if you have any topics you guys want us to discuss, you can always go email us podcast at usafootball.com. We usually do podcast questions there, but we can take questions on the show and stuff as well. But we do appreciate all of you coming in. Shadi, thanks for uh, joining us again. Good stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, women's basketball picked up a couple transfers this week. They picked up Kayla Williams from UC Irvine, who was the Big West Freshman of the Year last year. And they also picked up Coy Love from Arizona as a grad transfer. She started her career at Vanderbilt and was SEC All-Freshman as well. So a couple talented players, the women's basketball team, as they try to tra try to transition their roster and uh, you know get their, their own players in there. Yeah, Lindsey Gottlieb doing some work. Nice. But thank you, Shadi, for coming on. Thanks, Nicole. Uh, for coming in and uh, trying to make sense of all this crazy stuff. Good job running the show over there. And thanks all of you for tuning in uh, to Tunnel Vision. We appreciate your 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 uh, 
just the dedication to the show and learning more about USC football. And it's great. This, you guys are the reasons why we all do this. It's a lot of fun. And the interaction, the chat rooms and stuff is great, too. So we appreciate that and being a part of the show. We'll hopefully get back to normal with questions and while Chris here and everything, we'll take live calls and all that kind of stuff going forward. But, you know, as less news happens, it'll be kind of more about you guys, uh, questions you have, anything we can talk about, topics you guys want to hear about. We will uh, kind of direct the show in that way. But that'll wrap things up. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Abraham. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tunnel Vision, a show brought to you by uscfootball.com. Have a great evening, everybody. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.